Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, the headline the U.S. Treasury Department just announced that extraordinary measures would be taken to prevent the government from breaching the debt ceiling. As our national debt continues to climb and climb, as no one seems to understand how to stop the spending. So what does that mean? We're going to hear a lot of sky is falling talk between now and the middle of June. What are extraordinary measures? What does it mean for our national debt? And how do we get all of that beyond headlines to actually changing the way we spend? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we've been talking about this for a month now, that this was coming, and it's here. Well, the starting of it is here anyway. Uh, the Treasury Department announced that they would start to take some extraordinary measures. And what, what does that mean? That just means uh, they just do some little political, not political, uh, little financial circus, uh, moving some decimals and zeros and moving a few things around uh, so that we can continue to spend and not bump up against that debt ceiling. Of course, what you hear is that once the debt ceiling is breached, then the sky falls, Armageddon ensues, there's a big uh, depression, and on and on and on it goes. The U.S. has never defaulted on its debt, period, full stop. Keep that in mind as you hear all the ranting and raging over the next several months. The U.S. Treasury Department has said, look, we, we can get to the summer now with these extraordinary measures. We can probably get to June uh, before we run out of space on the credit card, so to speak. And I've been calling for it. We're going to keep calling for it. Fix it now. Fix it now. Uh, don't wait till June. Don't wait till Armageddon to the door. Don't wait until both sides have to make a really awful deal behind closed doors and then come out acting like they just saved the day. It's wrong. So let's dive into it just a little bit. Uh, last week, we interviewed Representative Chip Roy from Texas, who has been speaking about the debt ceiling since he came to Congress, even before he came to Congress. But he also talked about the fact that some of the commitments that he was given by now, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was about curbing spending and making sure that, yes, we have this debt ceiling negotiation that has to happen. Let's make sure we get some changes, not just an agreement to spend more. Take a listen. But don't, over, don't overlook the commitment that we received from the Speaker to move forward spending and appropriations bill that will balance in 10 years that will cap spending at FY22 levels, which would pull back on the monstrous growth in spending that the Senate just passed in December, 
and that we would be able to then use the debt ceiling as a tool to achieve those ends. That's a big deal for the Speaker of the House to do that. Said Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, yesterday spoke about the previous administration's way of dealing with the debt ceiling. On the debt ceiling, can you guarantee that Republicans will provide votes necessary to uh, raise the debt ceiling and avoid that? Look, we want to make sure. We we don't want to put any fiscal uh, problems to our economy, and we won't. But but fiscal problems would be continuing to do business as usual. I remembered when... um, Trump was president and Nancy Pelosi was speaker. They became a debt ceiling agreement, and it was a cap agreement for two years to cap the spending and make those decisions. This is something that people have utilized. But I ask all of you and all Americans, if you have a child and you give them a credit card and they spend the limit, so you increase the limit again and again and again, when does it end? We've got to change the way we are spending money wastefully in this country. And we're going to make sure that happens. It's a hardworking taxpayer to do it. Uh, and it is the, the tough stuff. Uh, this has been done by both parties uh, for so long now. It's how you actually get nearly $32 trillion in debt. You just keep raising the ceiling. So he used this example of, you know, if you gave your child a credit card and they maxed it out, would you just keep bumping up the limit? And let them spend just out of control? No. And guess what? Whatever they spend, even if you fix it now, you still got to pay. It doesn't make it go away. Raising the debt ceiling does not make anything go away. That money's already spent. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So Speaker McCarthy uh, went on to say, look, when we're uh, talking about doing things a little bit differently, we got to start doing things differently now. You see a cap, you mentioned a cap agreement, budget cap agreement alongside the debt ceiling. Is that, is that one of the things? Well, I laid out from an example of what happened last time. When Nancy Pelosi was speaker, that's what transpired. Um, to get a debt ceiling, they also got a cap on spending for the next two years. Spending is out of control here. There's been no, there's been no oversight, and we cannot continue around the same process. Uh, I had a very good conversation with the president when he called me, and I told him I, I'd like to sit down with him early and work through these challenges because, yes, the House is different. The American public made a decision where they fired the Democrats and they put us in charge. All right. Now, the really important thing there is that he did say, look, let's sit down, Speaker of the House, the President, let's uh, get uh, the leader from the Senate in there, and let's have a conversation. Get it, get all the important parties in there and begin it, but don't end it there. Then take it to the floor of the House 
and the floor of the Senate. And Chuck Schumer can introduce it in the Senate uh, once Kevin McCarthy's done it in the House. Spending stuff's got to start in the House. And let's have an honest conversation about it in front of the American people. Now, really interesting, when White House Press Secretary uh, was asked about this in terms of negotiating, of course, uh, she does not want this to be the next proverbial political football. On the uh, debt limit, uh, Republicans want to cut spending as part of a debt limit deal. Is the president willing to cut any spending as part of a debt limit deal? And what would he be willing to cut? Look, as you've heard us uh, say before, uh, we will not be uh, be doing any negotiation over the debt ceiling. Uh, uh, but broadly speaking, at the start of this new Congress, uh, we're reaching out to all the members uh, through the Office of Ledge Affairs, making sure that uh, they, uh, making sure that we have those connections with those new members, as I just stated. But I want to say, like in the past, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, uh, there's been a bipartisan cooperation when it comes to uh, lifting the debt ceiling, and that's how it should be. That's how it should continue. It's not, it's not, and should not be a political football. This is not political gamemanship, and we are. There, this should be done without. Conditions, and that's how we see this process moving Sorry, forward. You say that there'll be no negotiating. You you will not negotiate anything involving spending. And what the, what the, we're saying is that there should be this should be done without conditions. Okay, uh, I struggle with that last part of the statement because you should always always be willing to negotiate. Uh, I understand. She says, "Let's not make this uh, a hostage situation." But when it comes to the debt ceiling. If all you do is raise the debt ceiling and you don't change anything, how on earth can you expect anything to change? I mean, that is the definition of insanity. It is the only way that you can get over $31 trillion in debt. And and I'm going to say it, as I've said before, you don't get there through conflict. You get there through collusion. So both left and right are responsible uh, when it comes to $31.4 trillion of debt. So they have a little window and I think in raising that debt ceiling, you know, every, you're going to hear it. And I'm just telling you to bookmark it. You're going to hear all of the Armageddon language. Sky's going to fall. Economy's going to collapse. Uh, grandma's going to get pushed off the cliff. All the parade of horribles is going to happen. But just remember, first and foremost, the United States has never, ever, ever defaulted on its debt. Period. Full stop. We've had stalemates in the past. We've had economists warning that if this doesn't get done, recession is going to wipe out billions of dollars of economic growth. It's going to eliminate six million jobs or more. It's going to create shockwaves across the world, all kinds of repercussions that we don't even know how to measure. And Congress will figure out a way to get it done. What I hope happens and where I hope we get the conversation to is to change the way we're spending And that requires both sides of the political aisle to come together and say, how do we live within our means? I know that sounds like a radical concept. Uh, It shouldn't be. It's not that hard for the federal government to know what's coming in and to know what it can spend. And we should all remember that what they're spending is not their money. It's yours and it's mine. So things will continue to heat up. We anticipate that this will last until about June. And my guess is, if Congress plays true to form, the headline in late May will be the looming crisis of the debt ceiling. And remember that we talked about it in January. 
Congress has a window. They ought to get it done. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.